For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Wow. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to today's edition of AM Minnesota. Always look forward to doing our Memorial Day, pre-Memorial Day show. And, of course, we'll be broadcasting the observances in Central Park on the radio as we've done for many, many years. In fact, right now I'm looking at the 2023 United States Naval Academy graduation ceremony on one of the TV monitors here in our beautiful, spacious studios in downtown Faribault. Memorial Day coming up on Monday. We hope all of you please keep it in its proper perspective. I've got a number of gentlemen in studio here today. See if I can keep track of them all. To my left, John McDonough, Central Veterans Association, Big Honcho, President. I've got Mike Fitzpatrick here from Shieldsville. I've got Tom Deneen, who's the honored veteran at this year's observances. And I have Doug Truman, who is the combat veteran. He was, well, I believe a career Marine. Am I right on that? Yes. Oops, I got the wrong microphone on. (laughs) Not used to having all four of them available here. This is awesome. So, Doug, you are a career vet, right? Yes. <clears throat> yeah. I uh, retired from the Marines in uh, 87. Isn't that interesting? That's the year I came to KDHL Radio. June 1st of 1987 was my first day on the air. That's a long time ago. Yes. Sir, it is. Tom Deneen is with us, the honored veteran as well. Oh. And tell me about your service, if you would, please. Our, our reserve, reserve unit here from Fairwell, uh, we got activated in 1961 during the Berlin crisis. Okay. And there was an, a number of the local boys. We didn't want to go, but we went down to Fort Polk, Louisiana for uh, 10 months. And then things cooled down, uh, and uh, we got to come home. Didn't the Cuban Missile Crisis happen around that time, too? I believe so. I'm not sure, just sure about all the technical right. details yeah. on that. But uh, this was our, our uh, time was during the Berlin Crisis. Sure. So you were at the Berlin Wall? No, no. no. We, we, they, the closest we went, uh, we, we were down to Fort Polk, Louisiana. That, that's a... That, yeah, we always we we stayed in the states. Oh, so, okay. You didn't go over to Germany. No, no, no. They called it the Berlin Crisis, but no, that was um, that was it. No, yeah. Mike. Uh, I guess I've never asked you. Did you serve? I did not. No, I'm an SAL, son of American Legion. Uh, my father was uh, World War Two Europe. His uh, Next oldest brother was a Bataan Death March survivor, Japanese prisoner, and her oldest brother was uh, served all in the United States Cavalry. Uh, Leonard served between the two wars, World War One and World War Two. And didn't you tell me the other day that one of your uncles has written a book? That that would be Bernard Fitzpatrick. 
Yeah, it's called Hike into the Sun. His memoirs of what he went through from the march to the prison camp. He was in Nagasaki, Japan, prison camp, after they were removed off the Philippines when the Americans started to take back the, the Pacific. So, All right. So, Doug? Yes. You were part of the Tet Offensive, right? That's correct, yeah. I was in uh, Vietnam from uh, 67 to 68 during the Tet Offense. And obviously that did not turn you off because you signed up for a career run. Right, yes. Can you recall any of your experiences that you could share with us without letting the cat out of the bag on Memorial Day? Well, I guess one of the, when I first got over there, the way to get to, uh, I was stationed with 1st Amtrak Battalion up there at uh, Quaviet on the Gulf of Tonkin. And the only way to get to my base was by a uh, riverboat um, up the Quaviet River. And I remember the sailors that used to take us back and forth were, as you go down the river, they were throwing concussion grenades over the sides and the front to get rid of the mines that the Republic of Vietnam Army might have put out there. So I was like, what, am I got, what have I got myself into here? But um, <laughs> everything worked out great. Yeah. Well, obviously, you're still with us today. Yes. That's awesome. Of course, Doug is, as I said, the combat veteran. John McDonough, you are the head honcho, the president of the Central Veterans Association. And they've been doing this ever since it started. Is that right? Yeah, they've been celebrating Memorial Day. uh, I don't even know how many years. I've been uh, president of Central Vets. Now, I think this is my eighth year. Yeah. We look around, try and find guys to honor. Well, I like the fact that you honor local veterans. And, uh, you know, when I first came to town, we had speakers like, I remember, Adjutant General Eugene Andriotti spoke a couple of times. And mm-hmm. it's nice to keep it all local. Yeah, this year our parade grand marshal was Carol McHugh. She couldn't be here with us this morning. But uh, we're going to try and branch out and honor some women in the future, too. And what can you tell me about Carol? Do you have a bio or uh, anything? Yeah, she she did, I think, 21 years in the Army Reserve down in Rochester. Okay. And served during Desert Storm. She was deployed during Desert Storm. All right. Well, hopefully she'll speak a little bit at Central Park. I know you never force these people to speak. Yeah, when I talked to her, she said she had about a minute and a half that she wanted to present. A minute and a half. Well, I told her don't stay too long. Gord will take Mike with <laughs> 90 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> We're going to take a little break here, get our opening market report, and then we'll come right back and visit more and find out what's happening in Shieldsville. That's why Mr. Fitzpatrick is here, and we'll get some more information from Tom and Doug and, and John as well. When our AM Minnesota program continues, your opening market report a service of your KDHL Agri Boosters, including Craig Keller at the Keller Insurance Agency near Strand. He helps protect all things that are near and dear to you. Nate at Insulation Services Incorporated can help you discover all the advantages of spray foam or blown-in insulation, noise reduction, energy efficiency, savings, and superior comfort. Insulation Services Incorporated is online at insulationservicesinc.com, insulationservicesinc.com, and Northland Buildings, quality professional construction. Go to northlandbuildings.com. 
Soybeans and corn are higher on Friday morning. Cattle are mixed, hogs are lower. I'm John Perkins with a Brownfield Market Update. The path to higher yields is now at your fingertips. Download the Stein Seed app today and access valuable in-depth agronomic information, their seed lineups, and more. Soybeans are higher. Traders are buying back some of the recent losses while watching U.S. planning weather. Near-term forecasts for most of the Midwest are warm and dry, and that could cause some stress. July beans are up 12 and a quarter at 1336 and a quarter. August is 15 and a quarter higher at 1265. July bean meals up $6.10 at 403.30. July soybean oils 98 points higher at 49.50. Corn's higher this morning, keeping an eye on potentially stressful de- development conditions in the Midwest over the next couple of weeks. Uh, cash basis levels are firm. Domestic demand is solid. July corn's up seven and three quarters at 598 and a half. September's up 13 and a half at 524. And we tire heavily oversold, and Russia is reportedly restricting ship movement out of the Black Sea, which would limit exports out of the region. July Chicago's up six and a quarter at six ten and a half. Oversold, July cotton's up 113 and 81.25. December's 101 higher at 79.51. Rice is mostly higher on bull spreading with July up 23 at 16.83. And September 12 higher at 14.79 and a half. Live cattle are mixed on bear spreading, pressuring nearby contracts, supporting deferreds. June's down 7 at, at uh, 167.22. August is uh, too lower at 164.75. On profit taken in the higher corn, August feeders are down 67 at 234.02. And hogs are down on follow-through selling and ongoing demand uncertainties. June's down 67 at 76.97. July's $1.05 lower at 76.20. And over in the broader market, things are bullish so far with uh, Wall Street hopeful that the Congress and the White House can reach a deal on the debt ceiling. John Perkins, Brown. AM Minnesota on the Mighty 920 KDHL. It is going to continue here in Minnesota in just a moment. But are there KDHL agro boosters, including Crank Strump, uh, Kenick, let me try that again, Krennic Stump Grinding in Faribault. Chris Krennic is the guy to call at 491-2948. Or you can go online at Krennic, that's K-R-E-N-I-K, stumpgrinding.com. Matt's Roofing specializes in any shingling project, which of course includes farm buildings as well as residential roofing. Over 100 years combined experience, no payment until you're satisfied. Call Troy at 507-838-2254. 507-838-2254. Troy has you covered. We're hoping to uh, cover or uncover happenings on Memorial Day. Observances here in Faribault, which date all the way back to the late 1800s. Here in Faribault, the city of flying flags was proclaimed by our U.S. Congress at one time. John McDonough makes me proud to live in a community that is called the City of uh, Flying Flags. And, of course, having Memorial Day observances maybe one of the older in the state. Yeah, I think it might be. Uh, one of the things the city did last year is they had banners made up from anybody who wanted one and displayed them on 4th Street. Uh, now a bunch of them are displayed in a store window on Central Avenue. They're just, uh, just before 3rd Street on the south side of the road. There's about seven of them in there. If anybody wants to drive by and look at them. Uh, one of the th- things we got new this year, we're going to have a, in the parade starting at 10 o'clock, we're going to have a car trailer 
with hay bales on it, and any veteran that wants to be in the parade and doesn't feel like he can march is more than welcome to ride on the car trailer. That'll be nice. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think my son's going to be driving it. He's a uh, on-duty or Navy SEAL recruiter now. So he said he'd drive my pickup in it. So it. being a Navy SEAL recruiter, does that mean he was a Navy SEAL? Yeah, he's got almost 17 years in, and he had seven deployments. And they offered him a job as a recruiter, and he grabbed it. So now he's moved back here and building a house. And in three more years, he'll retire out of the Navy. Seven deployments. Right, yeah. Now, Doug, you were in Nam for the one year. Correct. <clears throat> Is that your only deployment? Yes, yeah. Only wartime deployment, yeah. Otherwise, I I went to Okinawa, Japan, and uh, yeah, Okinawa was the other deployment one I went on. Okay, but you know that's all peacetime. Right. Can you imagine seven deployments? Yeah, I can imagine it. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of glad he's a recruiter now. Yeah, well, I'm sure you are. So, what was your service, John? I was in the Air Force about the same time Doug was in the Marines. I was, I was up at Tachikawa, Japan. We had a squadron of C-130s that flew into, into Vietnam. They were down there for 21 days, and when they came back, my job was to order parts for them. Oh. So I didn't really see any action, but we had a hand in it. Those C-130s are still flying. Yeah. We had the original one, 55-001, the first C-130 they ever built. We had her attached to Colin. I probably still flying today. They, when when I left Japan, all the planes came back to the United States and got assigned to uh, Air National Guard or Air Reserve units. Yeah. So Tom, Tom Deneen is the, let's see, I got to find my notes here. Tom Deneen is the honored veteran. First of all, I'm going to ask you, John, how do you choose the honored veteran? Uh, we just start asking people early. and uh, So it can be any veteran, the honored veteran. Any veteran, yeah. Obviously, the combat veteran has to have been in combat. Right, right. And, and the grand marshal. Yeah, it's just whoever we pick. We'll, we'll start looking for somebody for Veterans Day now. One of the best places to look, we're having lunch at the uh, American Legion at noon after the Central Park ceremony is over with, and we'll be looking around looking for candidates then. Aha. Uh-huh. So, Tom, what did you think when, I'm guessing, John gave you a call and said, young man, we'd like you to be our honored veteran? Well, uh, I'm always ready to participate in anything like that. Being a, uh, I was in the... Uh, uh, Army Reserve, our lo- local 328th Ordnance Company for, for many, many years. By the, by the time we got uh, deployed, uh, I was uh, E6 Staff Sergeant, so I had a little rank, but I, uh, uh, I took John up on it there and, and uh, thought, well, we get out and... Were you drafted? No. Well... You kind of not, not not really. It was uh, our our, our, re, our reserve unit was was activated. 
Yeah. So I, I don't think it was I. No, it wasn't. They they had they had the people that were were drafted, but I I was never drafted. It was. So you joined the military right out of high school. Right out of high school. In fact, I was still in in high school. We had we used to go to our reserve unit right down on Old Third Street there. Go down there, uh, I think once a week, and then two uh, during the summertime, we'd go um, uh, two weeks. Uh, active duty uh, and nor normally if I remember right we used to go down to Fort, Fort McCoy Wisconsin for two, two week summer training so that, that that was a good experience though it was fun? it was yeah <laughs> training was fun Mike Fitzpatrick you're kind of known as Mr. Shieldsville you guys have had an observance there you're celebrating your 45th year how awesome is that? Now, you're too young to remember 45 years ago, right? Uh, well, 1978, that was our first parade. Uh, James Becker from Northfield organized it. He was also the one that started Monster Days on Lake Wazaska in 76. So he uh, started uh, the parade, first parade in 78. Uh, Color Guard was made up of local veterans, business owners, some farmers, whoever was in, walked in the parade. They'd get anywhere from 50-plus veterans. <clears throat> and uh, over the years, as they got older, then they started going to the American Legions to, uh, to the lead the parade. So, But all, all the ones that still were capable of uh, being in the parade stayed in it. We got them up to the cemetery one way or another, but uh, they never gave up. Kept on going. So, so yeah, 45 years this year, and... Uh, the parade lasted till 2008, and then once we built the new memorial out there, we just uh, took our commemoration right to the memorial at that point. So, and uh, we go at two o'clock on uh, Monday. So I'll be in here in the morning with the uh, farewell operation. I'll be at the courthouse at 7:30 with the sound system, and then I think uh, Dota said he was short of marchers, so I'll be walking with the color guard in the parade too. So. And then from there, I head out to Shieldsville and prepare for the program out there. So, what do you have planned for your 45th year? Nothing, nothing, any special this year. Uh, American Legion and Color Guard will be out there to help us. And uh, no, just some readings we're going to do this year. And then uh, next year, we've got uh, Kirk Mansfield's in the process. Uh, we're going to put up a new sign over the memorial. It'll say uh, Shieldsville. Veterans Memorial. He's going to handcraft that that he's very good at. So uh, that'll be installed this year. And we just recently, uh, Tuesday, we put on 12 more plaques on the front of the memorial for honoring veterans. So we've got probably a half a roll and one more full roll to go in front, and we'll have that completed. So, so how many total do you know? Uh, I'm going to say there's probably close to 50 right now. So. John, are you in the know-how on how many papers we have out at the memorial on the north lawn of the courthouse? Uh, I just talked to Kirk about it last week. It's over 800 now. He was, he was preparing for, I think there's six more coming. And I don't know if they'll be here by Memorial Day or not. He was kind of hoping they would be. Well, bottom line, if they get in before Veterans Day, that would be kind of nice. Be nice. Mm -hmm. So again, 
Memorial Day observances here in Farrell, but been going on since, uh, well, just after the Civil War, right? Yeah. The, the north side of the courthouse, that memorial was built in the early 1900s, wasn't it? You know, I think it was built in honor of Civil War vets. And there used to be a cannon there. Yeah. And everybody wonders whatever happened to that cannon. I don't know. Did the Historical Society get it? I don't know. They were going to, they were kind of researching it last I knew. I don't know. So, Tom, 1961, how old were you, if you don't mind my asking? Oh, too young. (laughs) I'm not sure. I was born in 36, Gordy. Born in 36? 1936. So you were five years old when the bomb Pearl Harbor. But see, and, and like I say, our, our reserve unit got activated in, in 61. So what were you flashing me for numbers there? Two, five. He was 20, 20 would have been 25 and 61. 25 years young. Yeah. So you were almost ready to get out of the reserves at that time, weren't you? I was thinking about it. I guess I wasn't all that fond of it, especially after we got... Got called up there, and at, at that time, uh, I had uh, three girls and a boy, and so, and a brand new house. So it, it was it was kind of a chore. Uh, brand new house, 1961. Do you yeah, mind? How much did it cost? Well, fourteen five. <laughs> and still, my 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 daughter yet today remembers we we had the, had a house payment. The the, the contractor that built the place. Uh, he he took the contract. Our our house payment was seventy eight dollars and ninety two cents. And my my daughter always remembers that because she used to go over to the neighbors that lived right in the same block, and she used to take that house payment over there, and she, they, they'd give her a little treat. <laughs> and you always rounded it up to seventy nine dollars, right? Uh, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> 18 cents was pretty hard to come by in them days, Gordy. Yeah, we, we, we paid by check, you see. How much did you say the payment was? $78.92. Yeah, so eight more Oops, cents. Bad math, eight cents. Yeah, would have yeah. rounded it up. Yeah. You didn't even have eight cents to spare, huh? Probably not. Okay. I'm just curious. No, I, no, I, I have no idea. It was just, Do you remember your first house, John, as long as we're on it? Well, we... The first one I owned was down in Kentucky. We had 52000 in it when we got done. That was 1983. <clears throat> the house payment was 300 and something. <clears throat> but now with Tom's $7,800 <laughs> house payment, it costs you more than that to put gas in your pickup. Yeah, no, no kidding. <laughs> How about you, Mike? You remember your first house? Uh, what uh, <laughs> house from Ralph and Belver Brown right on Highway 21. That was in 1985. Uh Bought the house in January and uh, married my wife in '85, and my payments were about four eleven with escrow. There you go. A month. See, how about you, Doug? I think the first one was here in here in town. I paid. I think it was forty six five in '87. The payment was no, but the house wise was it was forty six thousand five hundred. Payment wise was. I want to say somewhere around 
350, 400, somewhere around there. Okay. Mine was in the 300s. I can't remember exactly what it was. Things have changed a little over the years. <laughs> Most definitely. I would have given anything to have a $79 a month house payment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you didn't make as much as we do oh. nowadays either, right, Tom? Oh, Jesus. Peanuts. I guess what you call it nowadays. Mm-hmm. You're proud of your military service, aren't you, Tom? I can yes. tell. Yes, yes. Very, very proud. Had a, had a good bunch of uh, comrades or troopers along along with us. Well, you guys have a reunion every year down at the Legion, don't you? The old 328th? Well, they used to have one. Yeah. Well, I'm guessing there aren't a lot of them left. Well, there's quite a few at that one. Uh, of course, most of them are in their 80s. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm 86. Doug, mm -hmm. you still friends with people you were over in the Tet Offensive with? Uh, no. No, I haven't uh, I haven't stayed with any of the group. I got one, one gentleman over in... Uh, uh, I can't even think of the name of the town. <laughs> um... That served with me. He was from from this area. Where I talked to him every once in a while, but did you grow up here, Doug? Yes. Yeah, I was born and raised here in Faribault. So you decided to come back when you got out of the military service. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I came back in eighty seven. The plan was always to come back? Um, yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> come back and take care of my mother and and that she was here. And now she's passed away. But I told my wife at that time, I will come back for a couple years. Well, that was 37 years ago or better. <laughs> so. <laughs> and you're proud of your service. I know that. Yes. Yeah, very proud. I'm in the same boat as Mike. I'm a son of the American Legion. I, one of my great regrets is not serving my country um, dad tried to get both of his boys to do it neither one of us did because well frankly I kind of had a bad taste in my mouth after Vietnam where they didn't let them fight they had demilitarized zones I mean how crazy is that Doug what was that Gordy demilitarized zones does that make any sense yeah that was the uh, the line between north and south Vietnam that's what it was and I was stationed just five miles south of that, of that line when I was in Vietnam. For that entire year? Yes. What was your job, Doug? I did administration, uh, keeping the records for the troops, um, make sure they all got, got paid, make sure uh, their their. Families or wives are back home. Got got their ID cards and had uh, access to uh, commissaries and things like that. So well, you were probably uh, you were probably the guy that they liked the most. I mean, they get the paycheck from you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> me and yeah. the me and the mess sergeant. <laughs> awesome. John, uh, the, again, we're going to go over what's going to happen on Monday. You've got the observance on the north lawn of the Rice County Courthouse that's at 9. Starting at 9. From there, 
usually very brief, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, 15 minutes will wind it up. We'll have the Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts will be there to help us raise the flags. Um, the honor guard will have a shot. Bugle will play taps. Uh, then we'll move on down by the library and get ready for the parade starting at 10. That winds up in Central Park and 15 minutes after the end of the parade is the uh, Central Park ceremony, which I want to thank you again for being master of ceremonies oh, at it. I, I'm very honored We couldn't that have you asked. Memorial Day without Gordy. Well, that's not true. Uh, there are many people before me. <laughs> that's approximately 11 o'clock, and then after that we get on the American Legion for a short program down there and lunch and a raffle. We get quite a few items to raffle off down there. Is everybody that comes to Central Park invited to the meal? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Down at the Legion? Yep. Yeah, we'll have probably a couple hundred people down there. Normally do, and then there's not really a charge for it. We just pass the hat. It's a free will offering, and we make enough to pay for the food in the hill. It's usually barbecues <laughs> and potato chips. Usually. I, don't, I think it's probably the same this year. Sloppy Joes and potato chips and beans. Oh, man. Meal fit for a king. It is good stuff. Absolutely. What was your favorite meal in the military, Doug? Don't say it. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Chip, chip beef on uh, toast. <laughs> How about you, Tom? I would say about the same there. <laughs> it wasn't uh, nothing real, I guess. We, we had good cooks, though. Yeah, we had good cook, good cooks. Uh, I, our, our our main cook was he was a big old fat fat uh, person there, but he, uh, <laughs> he he I'd say he fed us pretty darn good. But, All right, sounds and awesome. Of course it's, being away from home like that is different food, you know. But no, uh, we didn't starve. Nope. Uh, thanks, guys, for coming in today. We're looking forward to, again, 2 o'clock as the Shieldsville program. Have a safe Memorial Day weekend. Hope to see you in Central Park on Monday. Again, Monday. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.